Ladies and gentlemen, this is your king, George III. Welcome to Hamilton. The ten dollar founded father without a father got a lot farther by working a lot harder by being a lot smarter by being a self-starter daughter to your union and the hope that you It's much harder when it's all your cold All alone It must be nice It must be nice To have Barry Irving on your side <laughs> To have Washingtons in your pocket What's up, analysis listeners? Oh, we're on Hey, yeah, hey how's it going? I started it early <laughs> Oh, welcome back Woo. to the room where it happens. Did oh, I already man. just lose the audience? I feel like I was just here. What, what was your hashtag when you saw this show? Because everyone always had the hashtag. It was either, <laughs> I'm in the hashtag room where it happens, oh, or I'm not yeah, going yeah, to hashtag yeah. throw away my shot, yeah, or yeah, yeah. every time you saw someone go see this show, what was yeah. the hashtag? Or what was your hashtag when you saw it? Uh, I'm trying Did you do room where it happens, not throwing away my shot? I don't think... I think I'm sure those would have both been too on the nose for me. I don't remember what I put... I do remember making my, like, Hamilton post. I went inside. We're, we're, we're recording from Chicago uh, where it had a sit-down for a good year or so, I think. No, dude. It was, like, three years. Shit. Where yeah. the fuck... Where the fuck is this... Yeah. Where does the time go? Um, but, like, yeah. But, yeah. I, uh, I saw it in like the second day of previews yeah it was a really cool it was a really cool experience to like be there on this like the second day that it was here where like literally unless you were in this i don't know how many seats are in the private bank theater but however many however many that fills one time of that one one house had seen the show before me if otherwise unless you had seen it on broadway this was like a closely guarded secret and now it's out for the world to consume that's yeah. it's interesting so today we're with barry irving hiya and we are talking about hamilton the broadway smash hit the biggest broadway smash hit since i've been alive yeah i i yeah and it has been released on video for Disney Plus, which means a lot of things, honestly. I think did you have did you have like for me? I sort of it was it was a, it was an interesting experience pressing play, and you know you start to see the 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 three D Disney Castle the way that all those movies start, but having it like underscored with the like record scratching and the tick tick mm -hmm. tick countdown was like. Oh man, Hamilton's really a Disney movie now. Yeah, and originally it they when they recorded it they thought it was going to go to theaters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and no, then was... Bob Iger flew to Broadway and sat down personally with Lin Manuel Miranda and offered seventy five million dollars to put it on Disney Plus. 
bold move. So, and I think it will pay off over the long run. This Absolutely. movie will be Absolutely. watched for years and years in high school. Absolutely. <laughs> for teachers that want to fill out their syllabus. Uh-huh. The history teachers, especially. But, so we're going to talk today about Hamilton being released on Disney. And as I was watching the movie and, and as I was taking my notes, ring the siren for every time I reference my notes on the podcast. But What when, notes? Yeah. What, where are these notes? When I was taking my notes, I realized that I wanted the discussion to be more around how does it play in movie form? Should we have more filmings of Broadway shows for a movie versus mm. making a movie about a Broadway show? For example... They made a, mo- a Les Mis movie with Hugh Jackman and Hathaway, and they made a movie of that. They mm-hmm. took the Broadway show and they made it into a, it thim- a film, treatment. film treatment versus just straight up filming a live performance. Yes. And so I think that was where I kind of found myself wanting to have more of a conversation because I absolutely, like most of America, besides Mike Hammond, love this musical. <laughs> and it's my favorite thing I've ever seen yeah. in, in a live performance. Yeah. That's a, a concert. Yeah. That's a stand-up show. Yeah. That's my own shows. But it's my favorite thing I've ever seen in a live performance. So I don't want to break down why all of that is mm-hmm. my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of those elements. But... Um, and, and like you, I saw it. Uh, I didn't even see original Broadway cast. I saw it in Chicago. Yeah, I, mean, I saw it. Same, same. I saw yeah, it same. I saw it in the first month that it had come to Chicago. And I remember coming into work. I, I work at One North Dearborn, so right around the corner from that old Bank of America theater. I think now it's the CIBC theater mm-hmm. or something like that. But I remember when the tickets went on sale and there was lines around the block for people to to purchase these tickets. It was probably the biggest theatrical event that I'd ever been experienced to and, and we we were kind of around in Chicago for the Book of Mormon craze for I remember New Jersey boys boys came I've been to New York for some of these big moments but yeah man the the, the hype around Hamilton was unlike anything and, and, it, and it lived up to the hype yeah and but I kind of wanted to see like for you I'll, I'll start with your opinions on this did you think this translated well into a taping. Are you for taping live performance? Do you think that it that it gave you the, the feeling that you would have being there? Well, I, I I view those two questions a little separately. Okay, well then take um, them one at a time. But uh, definitely, as far as like, what was? Can you brief? Can you can you? First of all, do you think this translated into a film version? Do you think that was done well? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Absolutely, yes, underline. I loved the presentation of it. And it's, it's going to sound weird with how I answer the next question, but, like, I love the little... Thi- like, I love that we got King George's curtain speech before the show started. Yeah. I loved that we got a little intermission. I, I loved... I, I, I loved this translation. And, like, something I was concerned about was, like, you know, we we're, we're theater guys. We 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 live this lifestyle. We know, we know how special the energy of being with your audience is, and sharing that space, and how and how special of an experience that is. So there was that little concern of like, is this going to like hit the same? And 
it 100% did. It 100% held up, for in my opinion. Yes, there's a difference in being at a show and being able to like choose what you can look at. But I enjoyed having those close-ups, having being told like what I should be looking at. I thought paid off. I thought there were certain um, images that were that were able to be highlighted in a way that you might not catch when you are given the entire proscenium and and you have to like sort of choose your own adventure as far as what you look at. With that being said, I don't know if I necessarily think this should be something that we should do for musicals moving forward. I don't I think this is I really do think this is lightning in a bottle. I think we are in a we are in a place where theater as of right now is gone. We don't know when it's going to come back. And I thought it was a very special thing. The last time I was on this show, we talked about things coming at the right time. I thought this was a really great thing to to be able to to look at this and say this is what theater was live performance is going to come back audiences are going to come back we don't know what theater is going to look like when it comes back so it's nice to have this thing to be able to say that like this is what we this is what people used to do people used to come into these crowded houses and watch these things on stage like i i thought it's a great it was a great time capsule so i don't necessarily know if it's that should be like this thing that we do also keep in mind that like when they decided to film this show they were felt they were it was essentially like keeping record of the biggest thing the biggest to hit thing. broadway like that is mm-hmm. you, it's you kind of have to we're not going to have hamilton come around every however many years so we don't need, necessarily need a film like this. all the time. So there's a few things that you're saying that I also had similar feelings on. And, and first I'll take on when you were talking about the intimate moments and how, honestly, the new best seat in the house or Hamilton is in your own house, right? Yeah. Because yeah. of the way it's filmed. Yeah. And so it's able to, and, and me and you both saw, and I saw on the siren, actually had some pretty decent seats when, when I saw it. But you still, you're able to take in and appreciate some of the technical elements of this performance, some of the costuming, some of the, and and you're able to to really appreciate some of the nuances of the actors, especially, in my opinion, Leslie Odom Jr. Oh my God. um, And David. Like, I think what he's doing with his face and his mannerisms, especially David working with a a couple different characters, uh, first Lafayette and, and then Thomas Jefferson you're able to appreciate some of that a little more, even that, that you might not even be able to get being live, but, but 20 100%. rows back. And so you're able to see some of those elements. What you do lose is the stage picture that the director intended. You, you yeah. lose some of those ensemble moments. Yeah. You lose the stage pictures at times. They try their best with the filming of this and, and keeping seamless editing. They try their best to give you some of those stage pictures, but the show does a good job with multiple levels. You know, they've mm-hmm. got the barracks up top yeah, and, and you surround. get to see you yeah. get to see different characters moving or, or entering and, and, and all of that's done very fluid and, and you, you lose a little bit of that, but mm-hmm. you also gain some things in another way. Mm-hmm. 
And it really highlights those performers. And my favorite number in the show has always been Wait For It. Mm-hmm. And it's it's as powerful as I was hoping because that, that number is always one of the more simple numbers. He comes out in the center of the stage, he stands and he gives it to you. And people circle up it, around him in a half circle, but it's really a simple moment. But you're really able to watch Leslie Odom perform that number. And so I was appreciative of being able to get that perspective of the show. Um, I also think this being recorded and being put on to Disney Plus is very important for the health long-term and getting new audiences into theaters. I think this play is very consumable. Disney especially is important because it's very consumable for young kids. It's modern. It's really good to listen to. It's not going to put kids to sleep when they're watching it at history class or, or whenever they're going to find it. And it's really important for young people to, for, for theater forever to be introducing itself to young audiences. And I don't think this is a children's play, right? No. You're not going to bring a, a five-year-old to see this like you would bring a five-year-old to see Lion King. But it's going to introduce people that otherwise wouldn't have found music theater to this. And I don't know if you're familiar with, with some of the statistics or some of the tracking, but if, if kids don't see a show a live show whether it's a musical or a, a regular play if they don't see it before the age of 14 i think this is the t- statistic but the likelihood that they will become a regular theater goer in their life it drops by about 60 percent. so you need to reach a young audience by the age of 9 or 10 obviously before 14 so the fact that this is on disney plus the fact that kids that don't have the means to necessarily go to a Broadway production, the most expensive Broadway production to go see, or even if it's in Chicago, or even if it's on tour, the fact that they can watch this at a high quality and get bit by the bug, I think is incredibly important. So I think you're right. We don't need to do this for every show, but I also think you can pick and choose your spots. I think that Lion King the musical could be something that you could put on film and it ooh, could effectively... I, ooh, no? I would, okay. I, ooh, well, yeah. give me... I, I don't... Maybe I'll give you some time to think about it, but, like, some other musicals that could get people into it that aren't necessarily movie versions of a musical, but just taping the, the live version. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think I... I would be very reserved and hesitant and... Again, it's really just, it's really this this real, like, time capsule of the, the show to see on Broadway and also the content um, with, you know, what's going on in this country. And we can, we can make this a talking point, um, hopefully, before we close, but, like, just... The conversations that are ha- that are happening in this country and how this work of art can st- can stand beside some of these conversations or motivate some of these conversations. I think it's such it's it's such a special thing that I would I would be super hesitant to just say oh let's start film and actually Disney Plus. Like Newsies on Broadway is on Disney Plus. Okay. Like, um, there mm-hmm. are other there and there are other like movie musicals on Disney Plus. Like, I, I think 
the art form is safe or as safe as it's going to be and I don't know that necessarily taking on this I don't know I think there is just something special about what happened with this release that I don't that I am personally hesitant to recreate I I guess I'll just summarize in that I think theater needs to continue and I think movie theaters even more I mean theater uh, going to the theater is a very niche thing now but uh, I think you need to continuously find inventive ways to reach your audience obviously Hamilton has done that Hamilton continues to break new barriers and also continues to exceed hype every single time it does something whether it's bringing out the Broadway musical after the hype around Lynn's uh, White House performance or whether it's this the, the release of this this production this video um, I think it, it is very special but I think there are ways to think about or to at least attempt to be creative to to reach new audiences and, and, and I think there is room to grow and, and I really think this is going to be an impactful thing the fact that this original Broadway cast is highlighted and, and also I think the the album itself is a banger like there's there's so many songs and, and as I've been living with this musical for five or six years now you find different things different things become more relevant to you there's different moments in the show that are more poignant to you in your life uh there's different songs that you start to appreciate i discover something i've seen i watched this i think three times now i discover something new every time actually going back to david diggs um this is kind of going off topic but i know a couple recent episodes have been talking about um black film Uh, if i can Take a minute to, to put a spotlight on David Diggs. If anyone has not, if you have not seen the movie Blind Spotting and you enjoyed David Diggs remotely in this movie, go see Blind Spotting. I think I think you can stream it on HBO, but you can also probably like rent it for like three yeah. bucks. I'm sure it's not that expensive. It's a couple years old now. Um, fantastic movie. Deals with a lot of things that are going on right now, and also. It's David. You get to see him being a little bit more. Cont- I mean, the, he's contemporary. Yeah, yeah. Still, but you get to see him a little bit more in in his in his own skin. It's phenomenal film. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as him in the show, something I discovered by watching as opposed to listening to this cast recording, which I've digested. Lafayette first act, Lafayette Marquis de Lafayette. He's got those first couple songs where he's rapping and his pace is a little bit slower and he'll be saying like oh how you say it? oh I'll anarchy anarchy how you say it like he doesn't know the english language but by the time we get to um guns and ships he's rapping faster than everyone in the cast and it's like it's actually showing how lafayette is learning is mastering the english language and and master and like learning his surroundings. So by the time that we get to Guns and Ships, he's not only mastered the language, but he is like the dude that is leading the battle. And it's like that's that storytelling. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And oh, and Les- Leslie Odom Jr. Like um, listening, a uh, uh, contrast of like listening to this music. Leslie Odom Jr.'s got a fantastic voice. Like you said, the album is full of bangers. I will. Play that. Play the. I fucking run to. I like work out to 
fucking Hamilton. Absolutely, absolutely. I lift weights to Hamilton. But like, like that shit pumps me up. No, it's it's snappy. It's 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 <laughs> it's a, good. It's a good so album. Fucking songs but like give you watching fucking watching them act as opposed to sing yeah. was a revelation. Like Leslie Odom Jr.'s performance on the cast recording and Leslie Odom Jr.'s performance on the Disney Plus recording, it's like night and day. There is so much more happening when he's able to interact with his with his cast members and be on stage and present. Not there's nothing bad about the cast recording, but there is just so much more that comes out when you're able to see it. Yeah, and Lynn's doing that too. He does the broken voice. He does the broken voice. And you can't get that they have that um they have that like they have that like political drama moment when um right before George Washington sends Hamilton home when he's like if you call me son, call me son one more time. And it's like so much heightened yeah. when they're actually acting as opposed to being in a recording booth. Yeah. Those lives. I think Angelica Schuyler gives you a lot more off the recording with her with her face. I think Quiet Uptown has a whole different Oh my level god. Eliza. When she takes his hand, I think and and they're they're very much welling up. It just and, and, and it's something that you, I didn't even read as hard. Like, I thought that song was beautiful when I saw it in the live version, but that's one of those intimate moments you're talking about where the, the close-up of the camera really does take the moment to another level. I think out of everyone in that cast, the person who benefited the most from the close-up was Philippa Sue as Eliza. I, like, I, think, I think in general she's the heart of, of that show. Um... And like I've I've like I said I've seen the show I've listened to the cast recording and her numbers will definitely will definitely get me like choked up and I will feel I will be on this emotional trajectory, but I cried for the first time at the finale watching this on Disney Plus. I've like I've been moved deeply by this material for years, but this was the first time that it made me cry. And it was 100% seeing those close-ups, seeing seeing that moment before um, Hamilton leads Eliza out to the proscenium and seeing them like, seeing him say, say hi. And, mm. Like you don't get that when you're watching on stage. Like that was so cool. In, in general, seeing the cast interact was so cool. And you gotta keep in mind, you've got a game fucking cast. They show on, they sh- there's a caption right before the show starts that says, like, June 2016. They had filmed this, that means they filmed this right after fucking dominating the Tony Awards. Yeah. Like, they, they're just like, full confidence. They, yeah. Like, they're, they're, that was, again, time capsule. This was the perfect moment to capture this group of artists putting together this piece of art. And it's, it's really hard not to just highlight everyone because Chris Jackson is murdered like every single character and this is us just now gushing about the show which we were eventually going to do anyway. that but like, every character is so impactful and they just come out one after another and each each person gets a song a, a song that one of those songs we were talking about that's kind of grown on me over time is uh, the the George Washington's going home uh, but the teach them how to say goodbye okay. song and Chris Jackson just absolutely annihilates that in this recording, you know. Mm-hmm. And I want to send under my own branch and victory, mm-hmm. and and the shit in the, the the nation we've made and all those things. And I and I just think 
you know, he and they, they treat it like a monologue, and it's operatic, right? There's no dialogue in between these songs. It's just it's one song leads to another. Some of them are more talk rappy than than other ones, but I think it's each cast member has has a really impactful moment. You could really honestly highlight. We we, we talked about David Diggs. We've talked about you know Leslie Odom Jr. But like all of them. All of the core players really have have nice moments. Right? All of even even the background, dude. Um, so like, I, people who've seen the show, you everyone remembers that like that final duel. There's an act. There's an action in the ensemble that embodies the bullet mm-hmm. when when the time slows down. Something I realized watching it on my like second or third rewatch that that ensemble member. The bits that she has throughout the show are all like she's always the bullet. foreshadowing like doom. Like there's a point um, before I think Stay Alive where she where she's a bullet coming for Hamilton and she misses. Him. She misses him. He sits down and it goes over his fucking head. Was, oh my god, I got chills <laughs> yeah, watching that. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Like they fucking stay alive like a bullet. Like he's like mm-hmm. constant. Like his whole life he's been this bullet has been coming for him or he's been. Uh, uh, nearly avoiding it right it's like yeah. that's you're so right there's, there's that there's that there's that for hamilton but then even just the character that that ensemble performer the things that she was doing all had to do with like death or impending doom like george king george sings his song and then she's the the spy that gets her neck snap mm-hmm. um she hands Hamilton the quill to write the letter to burr that pisses burr off and says let's fucking fight um, I'm trying to think if there's. Yeah, it's almost other like things. this Grim Reaper inevitability yeah. Yeah. that she embodies and and drives those actions forward, which is and, and it's that that like fate piece. Uh, you know, is has this always been coming for me? Mm-hmm. Kind of type mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, it's really, it's really fucking impressive yeah. staging and storytelling. Yeah. Let's talk about Jonathan Groff. My man comes in and is the perfect comedic relief. And that was one of the performances I appreciated most being able to watch it versus listening to the recording. Because the recordings are always fun. But watching him walk out and and dodging ensemble members coming out in disgust. uh, The the spit heard around the world. Right, he spit. I wrote down like fucking close up of King George spit in my notes. Siren for listening to my notes, but and then I go to Google and it's like hundred articles are written about the spit of King George. I was definitely like watching that scene and and being like, okay, so yeah, we're definitely gonna have to like fix this before we can be in theaters again <laughs> because like how many how many we're we're sort of taught. As both as performers and audience members, that like if you see theater and the performers are doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is enunciating, they're gonna spit. And that's what your professors tell you. The like, front row should be covered. Yeah, the first the first couple rows. If you're if you're seeing a musical or if you're seeing a Shakespeare show, and you sit in the first couple rows, that's the splash zone. Like. You gotta, you gotta get the poncho out like it's a fucking uh, Gallagher show with the fucking watermelons. So man. it's like I'm re- I'm reading these 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 comments online about people just floored by by Jonathan Groff spit. It's, it's like, like, oh, you've never been oh, to a show this is, this or is, been in a show. This is a this is quality A one performing. This is a masterclass 
in stage presence happening right now. So question about Jonathan Groff. My biggest question about King George is, you know, we've got this Hamilton film under the Disney umbrella. Does that make King George Disney royalty? Is he? Is 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 Jonathan Groff now a Disney prince? Is King George? I didn't Disney watch Frozen. Prince. Is his character in Frozen a prince? No. Okay. He's so, a commoner. Is 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 is, is John, does this make Jonathan Groff a Disney prince? Uh, yes. I'll right. fucking say it. Well, yeah. It, it, now that it's part of the Disney canon. Well, here is to you, Prince. You have King. been knighted, uh, fucking <laughs> Disney royalty. <laughs> you are Disney royalty. I, he's gonna he's gonna be the thing that people talk about years from now. I also I also enjoyed the King George in live, but there is just something that is just so perfect about and I don't even know if this would and like obviously this wouldn't read even seeing Jonathan Groff on stage, but just seeing especially that first time, because I know he does have those little interactions with people as he crosses and some of the some of the later of appearances but that first time when it's mostly just him and he just sort of like comes out and it's just the perfect stillness but all you are getting is this crisp enunciation and this spit flying it's like you have this perfectly composed beautiful beautifully dressed elaborate individual but then just all the mad dog of anger and yeah grossness going on in his face and it's just it's just so perfect yeah and i think what makes it funny and, and remember when they did that that mixtape and jimmy fallon did it and he's very much performing it to be to be comedical and he's <gasps> taking a deep breath in and stuff and it's like no the the, the funny it. part about this Don't is how seriously it's taken yeah. and he's not performing this to be funny at all yeah. and it's absolutely yeah. hysterical it's it's yeah. it's absolutely a hundred percent enraged and i think being able to watch that was one of the one of the great treats oh, in yeah. watching this. This is a master class. Yeah. Less is more. Yeah. Or or you know seriously, you you're not in on the joke, right? You're never in on the joke, mm-hmm. as as they teach you at the Second City. Just overall, it's uh, it was it's really fucking it, it it fucking answers the bell, and it it's just fun to watch the original Broadway cast. You know, yeah. if you didn't get a chance to, um, and and now like those people that were like that you know when you posted your Hamilton photos and they were like oh my god such a great show I loved seeing the original Broadway cast you can tell them get off my Facebook go fuck <laughs> yourself we've all seen the original Broadway yeah, cast by yeah, now it's... so um, yeah I just I, I'm just really excited for young younger people or just different types of audiences to find this show I think a lot of people that would have otherwise like not seen a musical or or uh, haven't seen a musical in a very long time watch this and I think let it's me, gonna get their let juices me correct going. something that I said earlier okay. I do think we should I do think we should I do think this can serve as an effort to document whenever whatever shape theater comes back in, to actively document it a lot more because I know being Chicago theater I'm sure you've done a ton of shows that you wish you could have a recording of yeah like it's true and I and I hope this I hope this 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 period of COVID in general will hopefully like 
inspire people to like take more active documentation because you've got you've got I mean because I, I know I've been I've been I've been keeping up with on YouTube um, National Theater Live has been showing a lot of their archival productions like I think they put a new one on every Thursday and like that's a really it's a really nice thing to be able to have that when we can't have theater um, I just don't know if we need to like roll out the red carpet and the like, way that we are for this yeah. every single I agree with you in that I think and you're right in that that's always been something I've struggled with with live theater is the fact that it dies or the fact that it goes away oftentimes I'll either paint something from the show I had or mm -hmm. try to remember it in a certain way but it, it, at a certain point it's almost like that Titanic line it exists now only in our memory and when I talk about some of my favorite shows or productions that I've been in, it's like, oh, you should have seen it. It was this moment. But also that's the beauty in live theater is that mm -hmm. it's a shared thing. It's not to sound super cliche, but it's like that shooting star. This is something that is alive for this, this time and place, and it will eventually go away. It has a life of its own. And so, you know, there, there's a duality. It's, it's, it's sad, but it's also beautiful. And, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, I am very grateful that like this that was uh documented and, and and saved um because it's something that i've always struggled with with, with my own art yeah. and um yeah i just think it, it's it's going to be a, a i hope it's going to be a great gateway i think you know young people especially with getting involved or, or this will motivate them to go out for their community theater production or their high school production. And I think when you get involved in theater and, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, but you know, it just sparks your imagination. It sparks culture, it sparks collaboration. I think, you know, kids that get involved in theater do better in SATs when it comes to the, the language or like, mm -hmm. like different portions, like there's lots of documentation and just like when, when young people get involved in theater, it makes them better people and their dropout rates go away. and. I just think I, I would that that was the thing that I took most away from this is like wow this is this would have been really awesome for me to see as a middle school kid or like a high school kid, mm -hmm. and um, you know you're right I don't think every show is going to have that impact but um, I think finding the ones that can and you know using this as an opportunity or, or a, a reference point I think it can be can be positive and yeah well I mean on the on the same maybe not the same token on, on the flip of that obviously you and I agree that it's a great thing that this show is now accessible accessible to such a large audience at the same time it invites a lot of scrutiny and there is there are people that are that I don't are, get the big deal that are, that are going wild about that are like that are that are that have to throw in their two cents about this play and and you know, so so there there is there's that danger as well. And you know, I think I think the con you know, there's no such thing as a perfect play. And also plays are moments in time. These are time capsules. Conversations are ongoing, conversations change. The conversation about there are conversations about this country that are happening that weren't happening. When this play came out, you know, um, we 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 look at this, and there there is a lot of different types of conversation that can come out of this, and it 
isn't necessarily always positive. Um, with this show in particular, though, I think even some of the negative criticisms, while I don't agree with them, I do think that we are at a point in time when we should be having conversations about this country that we're not afraid yeah. of. So if this can, even if a negative opinion about the show can inspire that, that can be a good thing. Um, yeah, and really what this show, some of the things it says and some of the things it articulates is politics have always been politics, right? These politicians are still doing politician-y shit, especially mm-hmm. Jefferson and, and even Hamilton to a certain degree. So, you know, that's, that's on display here. Um, I love the message of immigration here. I love the fact that you know, all of the, the the diversity in the casting mm-hmm. is meant to show this is what these are what our founding fathers actually looked like in, to, to this country when they first came over here. They looked like immigrants. They looked like uh, Cuban people or black people. Like that. That's what immigration was back then. And, and, and our heroes were those types of people. I, I love that kind of message. Um, but yeah, politics have always been politics, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, like I I as far as like I think the I think the 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 the, the challenge that I've been hearing a lot as far as the diversity goes is is I think some of some of the some of the challenge has been with the work itself, and yes, immigration, like. The, the, the bodies that you are seeing on stage embody what this country is, especially now. I think some of the, the pushback, and and this is where, where I do think conversation is can be helpful. Um, some some of the some of the condemnation has been about the idea of like glorifying these figures who you know, and having these, having yeah. using these, using these people of color to glorify these figures in history who owned slaves, yeah, and um, wrote a constitution that maybe didn't necessarily have the bodies on stage in mind, and yeah, I think that's valid. I think we should be talking about that. Um, for me, I and and Leslie Odom, there's like there's um. There's like a companion little, um, like half hour little feature of the cast, like getting on Zoom. It's like a collection of like Zoom interviews. But there's a point where Leslie Odom mentioned something, and it's actually something. It's very similar to an experience I had watching the show in Chicago. But he talks about the um, um, raise a glass to freedom, and how there are four men of color singing about their love for their country while also singing about wanting to make it better and like that's a beautiful thing like that is that is that is a wonderful thing and that is a that is a necessary thing that is a that is an inspiring thing like and as far as the slavery is concerned i i i get the i get it i get it but like it gets to a point where we gotta let art be art and this isn't a documentary this isn't a history book we don't need to be mad at Lynn Manuel Miranda for writing this play when we can be mad at our history books for teaching us fucking faulty ass history. Like that revisionist history. At some point yeah. you just got to let the art be art 
you gotta be happy for these people of color that have that are that that were working actors. Mm. And well, I mean, a lot of people in this cast are like fucking famous now. Like when yeah. that show first opened, I think aside from Lin Manuel Miranda. He wasn't Jonathan, famous though. They, people well, didn't know Lin Manuel Miranda like they I mean, know him now. I, I did because I knew him in, yeah. in the Heights, and he had also done. Um, I, I knew him in the Heights too, but like now he's Lin Manuel. I mean, he's but, he's yeah. on another level now, but he was still. But I mean, you're right. I the entire crazy. cast was pretty. But I would say, uh, other than him, probably like Jonathan Groff. Well, it was an absolute pleasure watching Hamilton with the original Broadway cast. It was an absolute pleasure seeing Hamilton. It's been an absolute pleasure listening to Hamilton for the last five-something years. On the note of, like, what I... I I definitely didn't write this when I first saw the show, but something that I, like, wanted to say, and something that I've wanted to say for a long time, that I think now that, like, we are in this state where we are, like, looking back on theater for the time being... I think I can definitely say this is my favorite musical. Oh yeah. Like and I, I was I was hesitant. I didn't I didn't want to like call it too early, but like without a doubt, like Yeah. Like yeah, it's it's had the most iPod plays for me. Oh yeah. It's had the most iPhone plays for me. It's the it's the best thing I've ever seen. Like. And I know I said that at the top, but it's 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 truly special. And you're truly special, Barry. And our audience is truly special. Thank you, audience. Thank thanks, Bob. Thank, I'm, thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Talk about my favorite show. That's great. Well, speaking of time capsules, this is the time capsule forever. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe, everybody. Thank you for coming in. And you'll be back. You'll be back. You remember you belong to me. You'll be back. Time will tell. You remember that I served you well. Oceans rise, empires fall. We have seen each other through it all. And when push comes to shove I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love da da da, da.